Hey guys, I'm so excited to be going back on tour. I am announcing the start of my I'm Coming Everywhere world tour. That's right, I'm coming everywhere. And this is the first leg. Tickets are on sale now. Go to TomSegura.com for tickets. I'll be announcing a whole bunch of more cities, but the first ones are on sale right now. I get repetitive thoughts that I can't shut down. Ooh, that's, a, that's a main characteristic of alcoholism. 100%. <laughs> It is my dream episode and your dream episode too. My co-host, I get to fuck it. It's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the running joke on this show is that I fuck dogs? Oh, how about that? <laughs> it's Steve-O! It's fucking Steve-O! <laughs> the only man I've ever seen in my life that rescued a dog from a third world country and brought it to America and this dog is inseparable with you. Oh my God, I fucking love it. Now, dude, the, the video that I made of finding Wendy in Peru and bringing her home. I watched all of that. I watched all of that. Like, it, go into detail because I don't think people know, like, this was a straight up street dog in oh, like Buenos Aires, right? Uh, not Buenos Aires, it was, uh, Peru? A, a, it was in Peru. It was a little town in Peru called Juarez. And, um, the video that I made of finding Wendy and bringing her home got more views than any video I've ever put on the internet in my life. Really? Imagine how that you, makes me fucking feel. After <laughs> the fucking links, the links that I've gone to, Bert. You have videos that keep me up at night. You have met people that keep me up at night. The fucking kid that jumped into the cactus when you burned uh, yourself and your skin uh, was fucking moving around i think do you have any scars from that burn uh i'd see this tattoo used to be real bright <laughs> like oh, that's, uh that's a new way to do tattoo removal yeah that, i know i really burned off that one it was a controversial tattoo how so did you burn cool. yourself again with that you I, I laid down in rocket engine fuel my asshole do you know does your asshole ever like tingle like <laughs> like you're drinking sparkling water <laughs> like it's drinking sparkling Like my water. asshole tingles like it's drinking sparkling I'm sure Liquid Death is like, put me down. Please, this is not the... Con uh, it doesn't, but sometimes like I don't wipe so good and, and I don't know, you know, and my asshole just gets on its hands and knees and says, just scratch me, itch me and, and get in deep. And that's how I end up with skid marks, dude. I have gone finger in my asshole to wipe. <laughs> Finger inside you know, my asshole. And dude, here's how much I love one of my podcast sponsors. Fuck it. I'm going to just say that the, my, my tushy, tushy bidet. Tushy's tu a great. My, my tushy bidet just like fucking solved the problem, dude. Why would you wipe with fucking paper like an animal when you can spray <laughs> fresh clean water? It's, it, it hooks up right to your toilet, people. Dude, and, and you know what's fucked up is that every single time I do a, a, a read for Tushy on my, my podcast, I go ahead and say, this is... My favorite sponsor that has ever sponsored the podcast. Like, fuck the rest of them. <laughs> if I had known how much I love interacting with my own asshole, I would have right. gotten to it way earlier. Right. Like, I, I never, I was ass play. I remember the first chick that asked me to put a, or she wanted to put a finger in my ass. And I was like, that was back when, you, like, I don't know. I don't know if you can say this, but like, you're like, I don't want to be gay. And I guess I still don't. I mean, I don't care if I'm gay. I don't, what do you, I don't even know how to handle this question. <laughs> I'm, oh, I, I guess I'm not gay, so I'm cool with it. I guess right. I would have been cool with it. 
I mean, dude, you're talking to a, a, a wild boy over here. I mean, I was like, like homoerotic humor and like... Homoerotic humor is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> right, okay. It's my favorite thing in the world. Right. The, if... <laughs> I would enjoy being. I, let me start that all over. I would enjoy being gay more than anything in the world because it may whatever it does, it makes me giggle. It makes me giggle. Right. Like, I don't know what it is, man. I, I don't know what it is. I think that um, it's the concept that people are really bothered by. It. Right. I think that that I believe that that's got a lot to do with it. You know, like when we were on MTV and and like just the, the whole like kind of like frat boy jock, like you know, like. Like, no, you know, and, and just the idea of just putting it in their face. Like, how do you like our thongs? We're wearing thongs and we're just like, like, you know, like. It's, it's, can, I, can, I, can I offer a compliment and sure. say that you introduced, you helped, you made better strides in homosexual acceptance with frat boys than anyone ever in the I, world. I because that. Yeah. Be, you, Jackass really embraced. We like, took on homophobia head on. Chris Pontius yeah. is is the Rosa Parks <laughs> of homosexuality. Dude, like he, oh man. Chris Pontius, probably party boy. And yeah. by the way, Chris Pontius, man, I got to tell you something. Fucking movie He's star good looks. Movie Park, star yeah. good looks. The Rosa Parks. I love that. Of, of, uh, of homophobia. He really, he, his, he was very comfortable his body. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen his dick. I've seen your dick. Oh lot. my God. You've never, of course you've Pull seen up Chris his Pontius dick. Is You're dick. out of He's, your mind. I'd love he, to see his dick. He has this disproportionately large head of his penis, which is like. I do too when I get out of the pool though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like his wiener is Oh, I have seen star. his dick. That's him <laughs> jerking off on his stomach. Oh. That's, oh, dude, you have seen his I dick. I have definitely seen his gorgeous. dick. Can you get pull up that picture? I got some secrets to tell you that I can't share uh, at, at a public level, but, <laughs> but oh my God. Is tell me dick. everything I need to know about Chris Pontius. Because I like that guy, can I tell you, man, as a guy who over, he has an arrow for a cock. <laughs> well, that's when that's him doing a helicopter. Okay, so it is, it's a little like, Wait, he's doing a way, helicopter. look how much dick is outside of his hand. <laughs> if I did a helicopter, you I don't think I could even get the whole fucking thing out. Right. My dick yeah. is horrible. Can I show you my dick? <laughs> sure. Right. Jesus. I just I mean I've seen your dick so much I feel like it's not fair that you don't uh, see mine. I just got lightheaded. I enjoyed that so much. What did you do? I, I laughed and it deprived me of it. I laughed so hard it deprived me of oxygen. I got deprived of oxygen and Ed was lightheaded and I loved it. I have a horrible dick. <laughs> Here, I'll just show it to okay, you. Are you comfortable it. seeing my dick? I'm in, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> just don't you show my dick, okay? This is this is, this is like Louis C.K. asking to jerk off. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Please. No. no, no they no. said yes. They said yes. <laughs> I, I no, just no, used my power structure. But they, my power dynamic. They did not say please. I'm not asking. Please. <laughs> I'm asking, please. That's the please let me say. You. <laughs> you need to say, please. Please, please, please. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I had to show that to girls. 
thing say please? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, we got to reset. Yeah. <laughs> we got to reset. Ooh, we're going too fast. We're only 7 minutes in. <laughs> oh my god. We got I'm I got fucking pit stains. That was so good. <laughs> Can I please see your face? I need you to say please. <laughs> I need you to say please. Oh. Um, oh. Okay. So do you drink oh. coffee? I do. <laughs> <laughs> because I because I have a ritual. I don't know about you, but I like my coffee really hot. Yeah. I like my coffee really hot. Like I'll make it. I'll, I'll make it in in the the fucking whatever the the quit. Cuisinart, coffee yeah. maker, yeah. and then not hot enough. Yeah. So then I'll fucking nuke it. Yeah. And then I'll fucking nuke it and keep it in my fucking thermos so that it's <laughs> piping hot. So it's too hot to drink out of the thermos. And then here's how I drink it. Oh. Piping hot. Piping hot. Out of a fucking mug that has my mug shot on it. It's a Brilliant. fucking mug shot Brilliant. coffee mug. You kidding me, dude? Steve O's mug. Dude. By the way, I, I thought brought, this was coming back one. to my dick somehow. I brought you one, dude. And you and brought I don't, me a shot glass. I do. And, and dude, it's my first DUI on my coffee mug. My second DUI on my shot glass, dude. Look, look at what a wasted okay. pile of shit I am in that picture. <laughs> this is your second DUI? Second DUI. That was the one where the arrest report... Literally reads, defendant declined roadside sobriety tests, stating he would prefer to take a nap. <laughs> I didn't know you could say that to the cop. <laughs> I'd actually like to take a nap before I take this. <laughs> Is it cool if we get some donuts and some coffee? You guys will like that. <laughs> wow, that's a. Oh that's, yeah, here, there, that's, that's your mind. I say this all the time. You are a fucking miracle. Like, well, thank you, you are a miracle. <laughs> and by the way, these these incredible mugshot items are available at incredibly reasonable prices at stevo.com. That shot glass is like nine ninety nine. For real? Yeah, at That's stevo.com. No, yeah, nine ninety nine. How much is the, the, the mug? mug? Is like eleven ninety nine. That's it? Yeah. Oh, you must be making bang up bucks. Dude, it's it's. I don't. I think I spoil my audience by selling so much autographed shit that they're like, oh, it's not signed. They're fucking. I don't want it. <laughs> you, you know, know? It's so funny. I I. I I used to, I remember the first time I signed an autograph and I was like, this is fucking everything. So I remember getting an autograph. If you were like an autograph yeah. kid growing oh, dude, up. I loved like, it. I and loved I remember it. I got one from Gero Upremian as a place kicker for the Bucks. And I was like, oh, this is going to be worth something. And dude, then and then it wasn't. Here's the secret. Here's the secret to how I knew to uh, fucking meet Molly Cootie. You've heard the crazy story, yes, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. Here's the secret of how I knew. My By the way, Tommy Lee's Greek sidebar. Yeah. Uh, I, I grew up, my dad was a wildly successful businessman, and we lived in England for most of my upbringing. Um, but I was crazy into baseball, and I would fly over to the States for baseball camp, which was in Massachusetts. Wow. We would go to like Fenway Park to see the Red Sox and stuff. While, while we were staying, where my dad would make a point of bringing me somewhere where we, where we could attend a baseball game. While we were staying there, he would make a point of figuring out which hotel the visiting team was staying in so that we would stay in the same hotel as the visiting team and i would just hang out in the lobby of that hotel getting the fucking the players oh autographs as they came in and out of the hotel 
and I, and I loved that. So when I found out that Motley Crue was coming to my town, I, I was like, okay. I saw them on the news the day before the, uh, the concert. And, and they were on the news because like, oh, these fucking asshole rock stars fucking come into our city and fucking break this and yeah, light that yeah. on fire. <laughs> you know, like, like whatever it was. And I loved it. But, it. but the concert wasn't until the next day. So I'm like, oh my God, the fucking concert. They're, they're already here and the concert's tomorrow. So that means they're in a fucking hotel. And I'm just like, I'm like, okay. I'm gonna figure it out. Like I know their fucking their their birth names. Like like Vince Neil is Vincent Wharton. Really? Yeah. That sounds like it comes with a bow tie. <laughs> right. Vincent Wharton. Yeah. Here, sir. Yeah. And and Nikki Six, uh, Frank Franklin or Frank Carlton Ferrano Jr. Right. And I'm. Wow. And Tommy Lee's Tommy Galifianakis. <laughs> Uh, Well, I knew all their real names, and I knew their, of course, their stage names. I knew that they were. I just guessed they're not going to check into a hotel under either. Later, later in life, I asked Tommy what he checked into a hotel. He he said he checked in under the name Dixie Normus. (laughs) You know, at least Tommy Lee's been brand friendly since the get go. He's one fucking dude. dude. Like I, I I bet hanging out. He's sober. I think. I, I know you're sober, and I always get bummed when people are sober. Not you. Right. You, you, <laughs> you actually, you, and I honestly, I swear to God, like, and I'm a, a, a huge fan of yours for so long, probably 20 some odd years now, is is uh, your sobriety was like the greatest sobriety story ever where you go, oh, that I could do that sobriety, like, but well, you need to get to where you were, and that was a scary place. Sobriety is only not a bummer if the like the drunkenness and the drug use was a bummer. Like I, exactly. I was such a, I got to be such a bummer with drugs and alcohol that like we needed sobriety to get unbummed. I, you know, it's so funny because I remember your, I, and what's crazy is like you were amazing to watch in any capacity. Wild Boys, Jackass, Steve, Steve-O's, uh, your Dr. Steve-O. Like I watched, Thanks, I watched a lot man. of your stuff, but what's amazing is you're so much more entertaining now. You're I, so I, much I, more, you I, really are. And that's a hard thing to do. I truly believe that that's the case. And, uh, I, I there's always someone like, Oh dude, you were fucking funny. Or, uh, you fuck that guy. Drunk. That guy's wrong. And by the way, fuck you. I don't like that guy. I don't I, like Cause that I know what that guy says to me. I don't like that. You were funnier when you were on drugs. Like fucking a. No, I wasn't. That you same. Know? You know what that guy says? says, says, says motherfucker. Man. <laughs> you know what that guy says to me? What? Yeah, I don't go see Bert. He just is drunk as fuck on stage. Takes his shirt off. Hey, fuck face. I don't drink before I go on stage. Okay, how you like that? You've never seen me wasted on stage. You can suck my dick, and I know where you live in Minnesota. <laughs> oh my god. So. I, I, I guessed Molly Crew was going to check into their hotel under the name of their manager. And I knew that because my dad with the fucking baseball teams. It was, he, would, he would reach out to the management to figure out where they're fucking were staying. That's how I understood it. So I went running to my fucking room and, and I opened up my tape sleeves because this was the 1980s and I had cassette tapes. Yeah, and I looked in the fucking cassette tapes for the name manager and... and uh, and I, it said Doc McGee. So I started fucking calling every hotel in the Yellow Pages asking for Doc McGee's room. And then after fighting, and dude, this was, it was even a little bit more involved than, because in the 80s, this was even before they had call waiting, I think. So that means yeah. like, when I'm on the phone for hours, that means the phone's just busy for anyone calling. I'm tying up the house line. My mom didn't like that. She's like fucking, you're tying up the house line. And I'm like, mom, 
I said, oh, Mom, right. I said, Mom, I'm calling Motley Crue. <laughs> like, and, and, and this is the thing my mom could easily. <laughs> I love the I love the, the sidebar story of this, of your dad looking at your mom and going, honey, the kid's got drive. Now, I don't yeah. know where this is going to find success in this world. Maybe it's a doctor. Maybe it's a lawyer. Right. Maybe he'll just throw up a goldfish. And he's like, oh, that's never going to happen. Right. But that guy. I, I love that you know that because that was the thing. All my, I, was, I was such a fuck up. I was such a fuck up. Like, you know, every report card was just terrible news. It was, I, it, there was like my parents were meeting my teachers when it wasn't parents teacher night you know, because there was a crisis going on. Like, we've got a fucking problem with your kid. Like, it was just I was one bad fucking incident after another. And all my dad ever wanted was like. Dude, just fucking, you know, apply yourself, man. You got so much potential, kid. Apply yourself. Find and the thing you love to do and just yeah. do it. Yeah. And he saw that in me calling Motley Crue. And he said, honey, to, to my mom, back off. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> your fucking dad. Back off, you, you know? Dad, did your dad still alive? Yeah. How old is he? How old is he? His birthday was uh, a few days ago. He turned 78. And he, I'm, dude, I'm terrified of my dad losing his present you know like yeah. dementia i'm so fucking terrified but dude he's sharp as a tack i would i i would i that seems like a great show to get dads of people in the public eye together to like just had to like have dinner together and just film it and just the second where they flip and then your dad's like uh my son steve-o and my dad just goes oh my son shit on a pizza box to get famous and he's like for real and he's like oh we can definitely cheer our dogs he showed his son a dick he asked please to see it i just think i think there's such a warmth in like in like the are the paths our parents had to sit by because that's i'm a dad i'm a dad obviously and uh my daughter quit softball and it fucked me up by the way I was a huge baseball player too. I would love to. I would love to have a catch with you. Oh, dude, epic! All right. Yeah, and so my um, dad had a standing thing. He said, "He said if you fucking break my finger, I'll give you twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can throw the ball hard enough to break his finger, uh, there's twenty bucks on the line." My dad was the kind of guy that uh, when in first grade we, I ran the forty yard dash or sixty yard dash, or whatever, and I was fast kid in first grade. And I came home and I was like, uh, fast kid in first grade, probably top five in the school. That's the way I talked. And my dad's like, you, you're never going to be faster than me. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm pretty fast. And he's like, well, let's take it off front. And I was like, okay. So I throw all my kids. What, what was that, what was at stake? Was there? Uh, just the fastest person in the house. Uh... Fingers on the line on the sidewalk in you know, those little indentations. Yeah. Look at my dad's feet. He's not even fucking in starting blocks. He's just standing. I'm like, I'm going to smoke this fool. <laughs> Three, two, one. And I pump. Like you know when you you know when you get a good stride and your toes are just kissing the ground and you're like I am fucking flying right now and I look over my dad's nowhere even near me he's ten feet in front of me running backwards and he, goes, <laughs> he goes you'll never beat me at anything <laughs> wow dude yeah, he's an interesting guy I love him I but it's a, you know it's a, I have a complicated relationship with my dad because I like because I all I've ever wanted is his respect. But I went about getting it in a way where I take my shirt off on stage and tell stories. Oh that my are, god! Like, you know, like so, it's it's that, a, that that pierced me. That pierced me because, like, not necessarily from my dad, but from anybody ever. Like in my life, all I ever wanted was, and, and when I was a kid, I wanted the. And there's a report card 
and, and I'm sorry, I so cut you off. But I'm no, sorry, no, no. But oh, there was, re- there, was a report, there was a report card from my sixth grade homeroom teacher. Uh, a comment on she wrote, uh, Steve uh, is like I think Steve is so desperate for the affection and approval of his peers, but everything he does to seek that affection and approval brings about the opposite effect. That is a. I mean, I paraphrased and yeah, 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 but that's yeah. what you said. Like I, I, I fucking tried so hard. I was fucking like, they, they, like you know, in in the cafeteria. Check it out, everybody! I'll fucking consume the whole salt shaker. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I lines and, of salt for fr- to make friends. Yeah, and, and sorted and, lines of salt. Put a noodle in my nose yeah, and had to come out of my mouth. And, and and I was like, dude, they're gonna think I'm so rad. And they were just like, wow, that's really fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah, there is a, there is a fine line. I remember. I remember. Uh, we were in Philadelphia, and it was a it was a, a very urban neighborhood. My cousin Abe lived there, and I was trying to get these kids to like me, and I didn't realize the absolute differences between a white kid who grew up privileged versus black kids who grew up in the inner city. And I remember I saw a comb on the ground, and I was like, "Hey guys, free comb!" And I combed my hair, and they would not talk to me. They were like, Ugh! He just combed his hair with a comb from the ground. <laughs> and I was like, what? My cousin Abe's like, why the fuck would you do that? And I was like, I'm trying to make friends. How do you make friends? My, I mean, my, my, my need for acceptance. And I, and I know that there's a vulnerability. And I think people will mock it because they're like, what the fuck? But I, it's why I'm here. It's why I'm doing podcasts. It's why I do stand-up. Sure. It's why I sit and think of jokes all day long. It's why I think of promo videos so people come. It's, 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 it can be crippling in a weird way. Let me ask you this. Um, when it was time in grade school for you to get up in front of the class and give like the, the, the oral presentation to the class, were you the kid whose voice was shaking because you were so fucking nervous? Uh, no. Wow. Okay. I was like, I was the kid going, when are they going to get us up there? When are they? I like, I, every time, I mean, like, oblivious, I'm so glad I asked that oblivious to the fact that children didn't want to be in the talent show. I was like, can we go twice? Like I got right. fucking so many talents. Like, <laughs> like when when they said when I mean, anytime anyone said uh, this is like almost embarrassing, but like if say we're at a bachelor party and I barely know the groom and everyone's giving speeches about the groom, all I'm doing is thinking I got one that I think will work. I barely know the fucking guy. I met him yesterday, and I'm like, actually, I got a funny story, and he's like, who who is this? I'm like, man, I, I like to talk. <laughs> I am I am horrible about that. Like if there's any moment. I was just, t- I, d- I told this on stage one time. I've told it before on stage. Maybe I'll tell it in a, sp- I'm not going to tell it in a special now. So I'm telling it here. But there was a time where, uh, I was just telling this on a conference call too. Literally minutes before you came in. There was a woman named, you may want to edit that out. Uh, and she was running unopposed for uh, PTA as president. And I Parent knew. teacher association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew her. I knew her very well. We used to hike together. Um, we used to, me, her and my wife and her friend, my wife's friends used to hike. And then one day she just stopped hiking with us and started hiking with and we're like, that's odd. She didn't say anything about it. She just started hiking with but I knew her. I did know her, right? She was running unopposed as for president. And I said, and I'm sitting there. I had to be in this fucking meeting. It's eight in the morning. I'm hungover. I don't want to be there. I got a fresh cup of coffee in me. And I'm like, who's running against my wife's like, uh, <clears throat> no one's running unopposed. Like it was not on my watch. She's not. I mean, I got a t- I got an opportunity. I get to talk. Are you fucking kidding me? This is like five years ago, and I and I they go and running unopposed is 
So I lean back and I go, hey, Stephen, nominate me for president. And he goes, you don't want to be president. And I go, I do today. He was like, I nominate Burt Kreischer. I go, I accept. And I delivered the greatest speech that was delivered that day. I delivered, I can almost remember it. I remember saying. That sounded a little bit Trumpy. <laughs> By the way, this was Trump before Trump, okay? This was, this was, I was Trumping. I, did, my, I gave the greatest speech. I, <laughs> I said, I said, uh. My name is Burke Kreischer. I'm running for president of the PTA. I used to hike with and immediately she goes, I know where he's going with this. And now everyone thinks this is a joke, including until I said this. And she goes, oh, fuck, he's destroying my character. I go, I used to hike with every day. Me, my wife, I used to hike with this woman. <laughs> got to stop saying her name. I used to hike with her. And then one day she stopped hiking with us. She started hiking with. She never called us. She never told us why. We would see her on the same trail over on Fryman Canyon. See her all the time. She never even brought it up. It was kind of odd. Listen, if you're looking for a president who one day will feel like you're not important to them, maybe leave you high and dry and never bring it up, then by all means, vote for her. <laughs> but if you want someone who's going to meet you at that trailhead every morning for that hike and take this journey with you stride by stride, then vote for me, Burt Kreischer. PTA president and the place was like this guy's got my fucking vote and she is like this isn't real this isn't real <laughs> and my wife is crying laughing and she goes you have to take your boat I go I just want to see what she says and she got up this is uh, by the way this is 100% a true story like as crazy she got up she goes okay first off they walk really fast like <laughs> and everyone's like holy shit she goes I didn't I talked to Leanne I told why we? I never talked to Bert. I didn't tell Bert. And I'm like, I take back my my nomination. And everyone's like, I want to fucking vote for Bert. I mean, I if I see a stage, I want to be on it. And I and in moments like that, I remember one time in in college, they were uh, the the ha side of the the side of the room. It was a debate class. It was like a debate class. And one side of the room, we were taking. We had to have superheroes. One side of the room had to pick. I wish this had been on tape. One side of the room had to pick Superman and our side had to pick Batman, right? And we were going back and forth, like quid pro quo, like going, batting it back and forth. This is in college. I gave maybe the greatest borderline racist speech about immigration and aliens like Superman coming to our country and taking good, hardworking jobs like Batman to the part... <laughs> To the part where, like, everyone, the Superman people are like, I don't want to be a part of this fucking team. I want to be on Batman's team. Wow. I, I was born in America, man. <laughs> I mean, it was the most moving speech. Uh, the most moving speech to the point, I swear to God, this didn't happen, but I feel like it did. That, like, my whole team was holding my body up like like I was Bobby Shmurda. Like, like <laughs> I threw my hat in the air. I mean, it was so fucking badass. I love that. Mo I love, I love talking. I wonder, I think you could make the same argument though for like, that's why America's great is because we do. Yeah, if I was on fucking Superman, I would have made that argument. I would be like, he's merely a human. I, I just love, I love an, I love a good argument. I love a good argument. Good. Like, like when, not, not to fight with people, but just like, a, that's what I think the beauty of being a comic is, is you take the opposing side of something and argue it back. We we talked about Chet Hanks the other day or like three, four, he, a month ago. He's a, a real... Treat. Okay. He's a real treat. Uh, yeah, I can argue why you should love Chet Hanks. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's like Donald Trump. He's just pure entertainment. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love I love whittling an argument that 
that makes you go, huh? Like, oh, you're saying why you should respect Chet? Yeah. <laughs> Not just like because oh, I, I love the guy, oh. but I don't respect the guy. Well. <laughs> I'm not going to do the same argument twice because I, I, but I'll tell you what, I, I believed my own point so much that I start, I follow him on Instagram and he oh, gave, shit. and he gave a speech that like moved me, that moved me. And I went, cause I was going through some shit <laughs> and he talked about now, granted it was a, a black queen in this as I think it was, he was talking about, but it fucking connected with me. And I was like, fuck yeah, man, dude, the guy's in great shape. He's doing the 60 day for 60 challenge. I don't know if you're following him. I, like, I'm like, <laughs> Chet Eggs fan now. Like, I legit fucking... But, like, but it doesn't take me... It, I always look for Wait, the... a Gen X fan? What do you mean? No, J, uh, Chet Hanks. Oh, Chet Hanks. Okay. I, I can find the beauty <laughs> in people that people wouldn't find the beauty in. Okay. Like, like uh, let's talk about the Jackass crew, right? Okay. Um, Who's the guy? Uh, I, I forget his name. He's the guy that had all the beard hairs. See, that's the thing, dude. I just made a video about why they call me Steve-O. Yeah. Yeah, someone just sent that to me. They're like, do you know why Steve-O's called Steve-O? And I was like... No, it's it's a fan. It, I gotta say, I outdid myself on this video. I love that energy. I fucking outdid myself, and uh, you know, I'll just tell you what the more at the end of the video I say, and the moral of the story is that you really, if you're looking for name recognition, it, it, you it will really serve you to come up with a short, goofy, memorable name. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like 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 Bam. Bam. Like Wee Man. We oh even Johnny Johnny Knoxville's not his real name. PJ Cloop Clap Clap (laughs) PJ Clap is his name. Which by the way is also a pretty great name. Which by the way is also an STD. (laughs) Clap. (laughs) Dude, high school must have been hard for him. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but but yes. So now here's the thing, and and I'm not like disparaging anybody, but the guys with name recognition, they they, they, like you just said, I don't remember his name. I, and I apologize. He's and, a great member and, of the He's crew. the best. I fucking yes. love him. I absolutely love Aaron McGeehy. But why are you? Uh, by the way, I didn't even know that was his name. Yeah. I, I would literally. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, like, really, I think that anybody on, to prove my point, anybody on Jackass who uses on Jackass, the name that's on their driver's license has less name recognition than everybody who came up with a goofy bam wee man yeah knoxville steve-o what's bam's real name it's brandon i did not know that exactly brandon and i know a lot about bam margera i fucking spiral watch i I fucking feel like i there's a part of me that is him there's so much of me that is him yeah, yeah. You just like the difference is that you weren't like legitimately famous like before you were a teenager. I and I with, think that, yeah. that, that, that I think that there's like when you become famous so young. Granted, it was in skateboarding, but like in skateboarding, and then I mean, Viva La Bam was Viva La Bam was its own fucking entity. Like, like it did. Bam was great on Jackass. I, I would argue. He wasn't the best on Jackass, but he was a great ringleader of his group of the CKY kids. Yeah. But like him on Viva La Bam was really like a, a real extension early Viva La Bam. Like when, when he took it as got as good as he gave it. And I don't mean to be critical of Bam. I know he's probably right. in a sensitive place. But like but like Don him, all those guys were so much fun. It was his own entity. And then you're right, to be utterly famous. I was with him and Ryan Dunn at a uh, an amusement park one day. We were walking around together. We were Ryan and I were testing for what became Bert the Conqueror. It was up to me and Ryan Dunn. And wow. uh, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so I fucking loved Ryan Dunn. Dude, you got how can you not? I, I remember He was him. legitimately that guy. 
he was he came back he came back from so we were riding a roller coaster and we were going to do the interview and you had to go in you had to interview the people doing it you had to interview the thing and then we rode it blindfolded and then we came back and then the next guy would go and so i went first i come back and then dunn was with like two other guys that were from westchester or wherever they lived that were like with him to hang out and he said, what's it like? And, I, and we'd already talked already. And I was, I told him I was a huge fan and that I knew Johnny Knoxville way before Jack asked. And I said, I, I told him what it was. I, I told him what the whole fucking deal was. You go over, they're going to you know, interview this someone. I go, they're going to tell you this there, but you should get your head around it. <clears throat> so he comes back and his two buddies had ridden the roller coaster with me. Like they had ridden and they told, and then they rode with Ryan. And then on the walk back, they told Ryan what I did. And Ryan came back and he goes, did you, did you ask if any blind people had ride that, ridden that roller coaster? And I go, yeah. He goes, did you really ask if anyone rid with a dog? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, wait, you didn't ask any like real questions. I was like, I don't know anything about fucking blind people, Ryan. <laughs> and he goes, this guy's a fucking lunatic. Like whatever I did to do the thing, he was like, yeah. And then Bam showed up and he explained my audition to Bam and Bam's like, the fuck kind of questions do those? Like, I don't know, man. I ended up getting a job, but we walked around. We walked around the the park together. The the five of us really, because it was two of Ryan's friends, and maybe Bram. But I remember people yelling at Bam and Ryan, "Do jackass, do jack." Yeah. It was, and it was such a weird way to get recognized. I remember looking at them, and I was like, "What is do jackass?" And Dumb's like, "I don't know. They just want me to get punched in the face, I guess." And I was like. Don't do that. And he was like, yeah, I'm not definitely not doing that. <laughs> but it's such, and so to be that young and, and that's, but I identify with them on like, uh, maybe it's on the, the booze. <laughs> maybe, maybe I identify with his excuses. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I know. Yeah. And sometimes I mean, traveling gets tough. <laughs> dude, like I, I gotta, I gotta be careful, but I'm just, yeah. I don't know how to be careful. Um, I think that, uh, what, what, what <laughs> When, when when Bam had his uh, big meltdown, you know, there was like he attacked which, his which manager. One? Yeah, which, which one? one? Exactly. I, and by the way, I am a Bam fan. Right. Ride or die motherfucker for Bam Margera. I, uh, is Don Vito was friends with Ron uh, Bennington. Like, I mean, his family roots go really thick into into like Florida radio. So like, yeah. I'm a fucking fan of him. Mike so. Calta shout out. Yeah, shout so out I to Calhead. I loved Mike Calta, dude. <laughs> so like, so like, yeah, but... Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I cut you off. All you were good, saying, man. Yeah. All good. I was just saying, like, you make a very valid, very valid point. Which meltdown? <clears throat> I'm talking about the one, uh, the one which it's probably the, the you know greatest meltdown of all. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, yeah. where like he attacked the manager at the comedy club, which like he just blatantly didn't even like had sold tickets legitimately at the comedy club, but like missed a show and then like stormed out after attacking his manager. And uh, there's a lot of like disparaging his wife and and yeah. this and that. There was, um, I believe, that was the same little episode that had an intervention, which wasn't even got no fanfare. It was behind the scenes. And and mind you, behind the scenes, there has been like moving mountains, like effort to, uh, to yeah. and and just nobody knows that, you know. So well, I think so, what it was also not fair. And and by the way, you don't have to say any of this. I'm saying what I'm saying right, right now. When you do make, I'm just saying this, and I. And by the way, you can tell me if we want this edited out. I, I, I know from my experience, when you make a movie, uh, in order to make a movie, you need to be insured. Your right. blood pressure needs to be a certain level. Your liver enzymes have to be a certain level. I know this personally right. for a lot of reasons, and you take drug tests fairly regularly. 
I did. I, I or I whatever. I don't know what is out there or not. But, but I mean, like, but, yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. But um, it, the, the, there was a lot going on behind the scenes. There was an intervention. There was even a psych ward. And I don't know the 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 band being in the psych ward. Uh, I don't know. Like um, there, there 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 was there was a lot, and then and then that played right into the Doctor Phil thing. Um, oh yeah, I remember yeah. That. Then the, the dog, and then there was like with the fucking alphabet. Now we've got this weird alphabet, which seemed like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think uh, that I think that there's so many things that go right. on. But but the, the the point is, when I saw that, and and the, and the, just the 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 crazy, it looked like psychosis. I think it was really like it looked to me like psychosis, like this the manic at this level. I was just like, I was like, yes. Fuck it. I was like, yes, he's he's fucking got to where I was at. <laughs> you know? Wow. He got to where I was at. Now, finally, this will be enough for him to see fucking like what I saw. And now we're going to fuck. Yeah, we're going to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, like you can't. That's crazy. You that can't you see that. Oh, dude, go, I'm yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, he's got his own alphabet. I was there. <laughs> he's landed on his hands. He's on an airplane. I've been there. Are you listening to Blind Melon? I yeah. am. Yeah, he's, I was just like, he, you can't deny this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, no, yeah. there's no excuse. You can't make excuses for this anymore. Yeah. Now you got to look in the mirror. You got to see what's going on. You got to fucking do something. And fuck yeah, because it's all uphill from here. Yeah. Now he's going to get sober. He fucking, this is bottomed out. And he and, got sober. Like, I beg it. <laughs> Perfect. Um... And 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 the thing was that like it's just the and I'm just dumbfounded. I'm baffled at how like you can how you can reach these pinnacles of fucking rock bottom. You know, like yeah. that's where it's a picture of pinnacle that going downward. You know, like, that's my problem. I've yeah. never reached rock bottom. Right, I'm, I'm doing really well. That, you know, hey, dude, evidently, you're on fire. I, I, I haven't even, I haven't even gotten around to kissing your ass yet. You're on fire. I mean, like, I, like that's my biggest problem is that, and, but my problem is also, and not to parallel this, but I feel like Bam feels at times where you go, I am, the option is this, sometimes what I find <clears throat> boredom or kind of shake it up with a little razzle dazzle and a few cold beers, you know, where, and I, and I know that, I know that feeling. And I, I want, I want, this is, this is going to sound narcissistic. I want to party with him to slow him down and okay. be like, and I know that's never going to fucking work. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not, but like, I, but I, and by the way, I only just noticed your, your whoop band. We got to fucking give some love to them, but later. Oh, we bro. Or we'll do it in the ad read. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. My HRV blows. My, <laughs> My, my, my recovery last night, I went to my trainer. Here's, see, can I tell you my problem with boozing? Is like, are, are, are we doing this? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I bet I way blow your recovery away. My recovery, 16%. My strain, and by the way, I have two do you, strains. Do you journal every day? No. I mean, well, okay, this is, uh, th th this is a thing. My HRV uh, is 24. Okay. Did you take your anti-anxiety medication? Oh, you put that on there? I, I'm on Zoloft. And so that asks you if you take well, Zoloft. Because yeah. Zoloft has you hold on to weight sometimes. Uh, it, I mean, I, I suppose. Says a chick I dated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, on Zoloft. Okay. I, then I'll get I, it it doesn't do anything whatsoever to like change the way you feel. I mean, yeah. I, like at least not like, it's not a substance of abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. But- 
if I'm not taking it, I have a propensity to go into really fucking dark places. Okay. And like when I'm when I'm taking it, like I don't really go to dark places. So that it helps me. You know, I'm not a doctor. I can't recommend Zoloft to anybody, but I I personally think it really helps me a lot. I uh, could probably benefit from Zoloft. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've met a comedian after I first started taking met a comedian. He's like, oh yeah, I take Zoloft too. Everyone, Funny. a lot of people are on. He says, he says yeah. funniest thing about Zoloft when I'm taking it, I never think about killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think about killing myself, but I get I get repetitive thoughts that I can't shut down. Ooh, that's and, a, that's a main characteristic of alcoholism. <laughs> Clip that out for me and you just play that at my funeral. You can't, you can't fucking turn off your mind. It's uh, the disease of alcoholism centered in the mind, and it's for just real? like, yeah, your mind terrorizes you with just the same. It's, it's like, like here's here's how normal people think. Here's how normal people think. They think they me. use their mind as a tool, right? They start at point A with like some kind of present me with some kind of thing to figure out. And they, they use their mind as a tool to get from point A to point B where something has been resolved and now we're good. We can move on. But the alcoholic mind doesn't really go from point A to point B. It takes something that's sort of disturbing, thinks about it in a circular loop and resolves nothing. And then you go around the loop again, and each time around, it just builds speed and momentum, and you're resolving nothing, and every time it just becomes more disturbing and more disturbing, and you become so fucking uncomfortable that you need a drink. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't need a drink. I don't need a drink, but it, just, it goes yeah. fucking crazy like yeah, because, that. Because you're Where trapped. you go, yeah, but I don't, you're but I, 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 I'm punitive, so I start going, you're, you're not getting a treat until we fucking figure this shit out. Right. And, okay. then, and then I get on the treadmill, or I work out. And I go, and I'm still not there. And I go, right. all right, well, then we're going to sauna. And then we're going to fucking do some polar plunge. We're going to get our mind off of this thing we're chewing on. Right. And maybe it's, we maybe call it's. That, we call that the spin cycle. I'm, I'm, it's, I, it's I, like, I, like I'm spun out. You know, like it isn't, you're not always on the spin cycle. For, but okay, like, first time, first time it happened to me. I thought, oh, we'll just share everything. I had a one night <laughs> stand and I definitely thought I got genital warts. I definitely thought it. Steve, I could not shut that cycle off. To the point where I was going, and this is, this is why I don't drink when that happens to me. I couldn't shut it off because I woke up, and I, and it was almost like you're my. This is my face when the thought would come in. I'd be like, stop it, like almost like, god damn it. And the thought was, look at your dick, look at your dick, check your dick, check your dick. And it was like obsessive compulsiveness. And it, and then it was like, it was like, you know what? Let's let's take care of this. We're gonna get in front of this. Let's go to the store. We'll get some tenactin. We're gonna spray tenactin on our dick balls. What's tenactin? It's for Is fucking. Is that like for feet? It's for feet. <laughs> and so we spray it all. I know I am offering myself up for a lot of humiliation. That is my job. I'm cool with it. And I spray it all over my dick and balls. And I tough go tough actin tenactin. Tough actin tenactin is gonna kick this dick into fucking order. And then and then it got to so bad that I'm like that I'm like. Sitting with my dick and balls in a bowl of vinegar, white vinegar, watching Quantum Leap with a blunt and a fucking 40 going like, fuck it. I give up. I give up. up." And it it literally, it took, it took not one, not two, but three doctor visits for me to believe that I didn't have genital warts. For for doctors going, the the first one was like, what are you doing to your dick? And I was like, well, I've been soaking it in white vinegar every night for about an hour. (laughs) And they were like, definitely stop doing that. And I was like, I'm using Tenactin. And they're like, okay, hold on. You're using Tenactin? And I was like, that's not the only lotion and salve I'm using. I found some stuff in Chinatown. I got some stuff. I got some stuff in Hawaii. There was a root. Like, I was putting everything on my dick. 
<laughs> that's not a, that's not even an exaggeration. That is just the truth. And so then and then and then for and then can I tell you can I tell you how I got out of it? You're gonna fucking. By the way, I'm about to let you in on a secret to our listeners that you've seen me do. You've seen me do it. You've seen me do it. And I'm I'm a little vulnerable right now, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Every time I thought about my dick, I would say a prayer to St. Jude. I would say the prayer to St. Jude. And I would grab my thing, I'd do a prayer, and then I'd go. And I would do a prayer to St. Jude. So when I was in a bad spot, and I had the bad, you've seen me do this how often, Nadav, lately? Quite a bit. Quite a bit lately. Quite a bit lately. We've been in a so dark that spot. that means you're thinking about your dick. No, 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 no. I just showed you my dick. This podcast is going full circle. In the spin cycle. No, no, I I, ha- I was in a bad spot with, uh, with pressure. I had a lot of pressure on me, and I have been obsessive compulsive thinking about stuff health just it's all health stuff really and when it happens i give a prayer and 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 so, so that it gets it off my brain and that's how i solved it with me was by and i know now people are going to go ocd and prayer like there's a prayer ocd connection where people like i it, bet oh there is and so i just go i just go hey man these are my nooks and crannies like i got weird i got weird thoughts and this is so good when it comes to like creative for me when I get on a thought, I can't let it go. And I just keep punching it until I find the way to make it funny. And so I don't want to get rid of it, but I would love to never have the, when the stress builds up in this business, it can just overwhelm you at times right. where you're like, like my day today started at five 30 in the morning. Damn it. I had the fucking best day. I'm having the best day today. For real? Fuck yeah. Really? Oh, what do, dude. What, what's your day look like today? Uh, I've, I've, I'm doing this with you. Yeah. And then, uh, I'm recording, um, a podcast with uh, Corey Taylor of Slipknot. I love Corey Taylor. Yeah. I love Corey motherfucking Taylor. Yeah. And, and you know, like, uh, this is one of the very few cases where the, the guest actually reached out to me about, can I get on? Really? You know? Like, most of the time, it's like... Well, yeah, you got a great podcast, though. Yeah, most of the time, it's like me reaching out to the people. Like, you know, I've got yeah. my book or reaching out. But they, this, so we got this request, Corey Taylor, like, hey, you know, like, he'd love to come on your podcast, and here he was on the Burtcast. I was like, oh, okay, well, let me look up the Burt. He's got the best numbers that your Burtcast, like, ever did. Dude, Slipknot. So I was like, Slipknot. I wrote back, yeah, let's do it. I'm <laughs> Slipknot's like the fucking, Slipknot's like the, the uh, I'm trying to think of the right analogy, like the, the Bob Marley, Bob Marley of the comedian, Bob Marley, like does huge numbers in Maine, right? Never has to deal with all the bullshit. Like Slipknot does massive fucking numbers, got a dedicated fan base, and puts out amazing music, amazing musicianship. Like those guys are next, they're like the fish of hardcore wow. music. Oh, dude, I got into Slipknot. My daughter, Isla, and I got in the car. I interviewed Corey Taylor. I go, said, talking about, I can't stop talking about the interview and it's how great it was. And Isla goes, Who's this guy? And I said, I said, you know what? It's cool introducing your kids to music. I go and play some of his music, thinking Slipknot. There's no way my fucking thirteen year old's gonna like this. She's like, I really like this. And I was like, really? Now she's just wearing black. That's all okay, she do, wears. Do you have a, Do you have an album recommendation for me? Uh, for Slipknot. No. What I did was what I did was I bought the first five songs on iTunes. So I always do this. Oh uh, yeah. I go yeah. I go to like Jane's Addiction. By the way, Jane's Addictions is a bad one. I've been into a Jane's Addiction fucking phase right lately. But like, I go I, to their first, whatever they say is their first five songs that are the most popular bought, I listen to those five. And then I go... And then, well, and then you've used up the band. Yeah, and then, and then I got them. I go, I got... Then, 
I got him. I got him. Right. See, this this is my approach to music, and I, and I don't even do it enough because if I fucking. But ideally, what I fucking love is the way that, uh, the way the music, it it, it it's music is is like a fucking. Uh, like a disc which you download your life experience onto <clears throat> so whatever phase you're in of your life you're listening to a certain kind of music or oh. a certain album certain album then later in life whenever that album pops up it's going to take you back to that special time which is fused okay. with that music this is a brilliant segue into a great segment called steve tell me about the music during that time of your life sure okay i want to go first season of jackass first season of jackass when it pops big and you're not really bad into drug use yet but you're partying oh god i was i was i was gnarly into oh, drug use okay uh, i i had been a circus clown <clears throat> for the for the six months before jack my last day in the circus was my first day shooting jackass so what music were you listening to when you were in the circus like what, uh, was, what you would listen to a lot it, um I had my favorite fucking thing was this uh, this compilation album of trance music. <laughs> I definitely went through a trance stage. Oh my I god! I definitely went through a fucking yeah. I can tell you where I was in a car. I went through like a whole fucking phase of that. Like, is that EDM ultimately? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That whole absolutely fucking trance. phase of that 120 beats per minute, like uh, trance music. Like, I went through a huge phase it's of like that. It's like that song, like Sandblaster. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Were you going through ecstasy then, too? Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I was doing a lot of ecstasy. I don't remember ever regretting taking an ecstasy pill. I, I do one time. Uh, uh, my, my buddy Ari slipped. Yeah. Me. <laughs> okay, did it, I was forty-eight it, years old. I had high blood pressure. <laughs> um, I think maybe there was there was one time I regretted it because the fucking thing didn't work. <laughs> oh, I, we've had one of those. Yeah, we've and had I a think few of those. I think there were a couple that made me feel sick. I don't know, but uh, overall, it's very good experience. It's actually. interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> I, I definitely have enjoyed my experiences with drugs and alcohol, and I would never want my daughters to do any of them ever right. at all. I've said to them, please, please, please never take a pill that you don't know what it is. Never. And I actually, I, I talked to them the other day about Xanax because I was like. That, was that's like, one, dude, when I was in rehab. It's fucking. Wait, wait. Fucking. Oh, dude. My shirt. That's, that's, a, that's a real pisser. Fucking shit. <laughs> when I was in rehab, for some reason, just my own little extracurricular activity, I just pulled out my, my little notebook and I was like, let me write down every drug and, and fucking what I don't like about it, you know? Ooh, this is a fun game. And I was like, fucking weed. Okay, weed. Okay, panic attacks, uh, shortness <laughs> of breath, the next day trying to get on the treadmill. Um... Those are my things I don't like. They, 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 they were so very rare, but it was just like with the fucking slave to the munchies. It's just you feel okay. Gross. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, feel gross. Where Plus, you just can't stop eating Skittles, and and they yeah. have never tasted like this before. Right, it's just like feel gross with all the fucking eating right, and like and and when a weed also it, it made my appearance fucking shitty. Like I already have like really deep set eye sockets, and so like I had like it gave me dark circles under my eyes when I was super high, and I was always super high. So I was just like fuck, man. So weed fucking fuck that. Like alcohol, like obvious. There's nothing wrong like, with co alcohol. cocaine. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot wrong with. Cocaine. I am just a really annoying. I mean, I'm like. I have a tendency to be annoying, like 
anyway <laughs> right like you do not i, I, I can am, imagine I am, you on cocaine on a flight fun. is I, not enjoyable i'm not fun dude. <laughs> i'm not fun but but i mean and they all kind of like have their own thing we don't even well, hold on hold through. on hold on let's start i am xanax i could not come up with anything there's nothing wrong with it i couldn't come up with anything except the funny part is that one time i was uh my sister called in a welfare check on me and like uh and and I'm fucking. I had taken. I just happened to have taken like five bars of Xanax, which is like twenty five pills or something, right? And like I was like, I don't even remember it. Like I woke up in the hospital. I had like firemen and cops like come in on the welfare check, and they like put me on a fucking stretcher and put me up into the hospital where I'm like, oh fuck, man, like whatever the fuck am I doing here, man? I was just fucking hanging out partying. It's gonna be a weird and, feeling to be as relaxed as you are on a Xanax and see and wake up and see like a fireman and be like hey man how'd you get in here i know and and, and that i couldn't even come up with that as a con <laughs> Dude, I, yeah i I've, i uh my only con with xanax is for me is i can't take it i like it doesn't allow my brain to perform the next day oh, like okay. I, I did one time i took a xanax i get done doing a show in dayton i gotta drive and do bob and tom the next day and i don't want to drink so i gotta get up early and drive so i'm like you know what i'm gonna just take a xanax and i woke up the next day and i could not i did bob and tom and i bombed because i just couldn't get my brain isn't going. bob and tom the one where they want you to do bits yeah they back in the day now you can just go and do it like i mean i, I don't know i don't i'm maybe i'm at a different place in my career but if i do it now i'm definitely not writing down any bits well right now but they want you to like take a bit from your act oh back then you wrote but stand-up was different then in that you you only did like everyone only did one hour special and then you toured with that material also so you would i would write down a fucking all my bits that i had and i'd give them to them and i was well i was i was a really my first time doing bob and tom was a really great experience and then my next time was with the xanax i wrote down my bits and i just was not and like like uh uh just everything i had a joke about hitting a woman or something and, and like <laughs> like the, but the premise was like uh the premise was like, you know why you should never hit a woman? And, and everyone was like, because you're not supposed to hit women. And I, I it's better on stage because no one answers it. Right. But when you're saying to someone like, do you know why you should never hit women? They go, yeah, you just don't hit women. And you're like, that's not where I wanted this to go. <laughs> I have a punchline I'm sitting on. And so I forget what the fucking joke was. punchline. Oh, yeah, it was a great punchline. Yeah. I was a fucking, I used to take big swings back then. That's a bad analogy for what I just said, but I used to take. I used to take I, when you're when I was young, comic. I would take fucking aggressive stances on crazy topics and then defend like your abortion. way out of it. I loved it. How many abortion jokes do you want? How does someone become an abortion doctor? Is there really someone in med school thinking, well, I want to work with kids, but I don't want all those lollipops around the office. And I want to meet chicks, chicks who fuck, chicks who fuck and not to take care of their responsibilities. If you know what I mean, gentlemen, I had a lot of abortion jokes. Yeah, abortion, it's not murder, but it's not not murder. Dude, I could, but I used to love, that was like the fun, but when you're younger, when you're younger, you take those big chances and and you know it's different for you because you you are you showed up into this game famous so like people knew you so if you said and it's it, it was and it was a crazy time because people were saying outrageous like I remember roughly around when you were starting Michael Richards had started correct or no that was oh, after, no no Mike, Michael before. Richards had come and gone yeah yeah, yeah come and gone. <laughs> he was taking big swings like that on stage before then 
and and you were like, and you'd be like, man, I don't think you know how to get your way out of that. Like we were figuring it out, but we we're figuring it out. Michael Richards was the first video ever recorded on a cell phone. <laughs> it, I don't remember one before that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that was like the, the that was like a flip phone that was just trying out a video camera for the first time. <laughs> the problem was with that is is ugh, it's just it's just. I don't. I don't want to pile on the guy. The guy's had enough bad. But you, I, there was as a comic. There's a you just know when you just know people that have said that word on stage. I've seen people say that word on stage and spin it so quickly, and it's brilliant, right? Wow. Like I've seen guys. I've seen guys like uh, I've seen guys like Chappelle do things on stage where you go, "What the fuck?" And then he spins it. Or Mike Epps. Mike Epps is a genius. Like take something that you don't know where he's going. Cat Williams is. Fucking brilliant at that. Segura is one of my favorite, my legit one of my favorite. Where he says shit, where you go, Segura has said shit on stage that we as comics tell each other and go, shut the fuck up. Like it's he's that good. I I kind of veered away from it because I started doing Travel Channel and I had all these you know all these kind of eyes on what I was doing from the network and from advertisers and sponsors. And I kind of veered away from it. And I think I ended up finding my voice by doing Rogan and telling the machine story and then telling stories and then going like, what am I Dude, doing? How many views is the machine story on YouTube? I, have I no just idea. Find, I think it's like 70 or something. Yeah, it's, 70 it's, million. Or it's, something. Uh, it's got, we don't need to pull it up. I've, no, I need to know. No, there's, I need to know. There's uh, yeah, there's a bunch of different ones out there. The one on YouTube that's got 36 million. The the one on yeah, Facebook's one. got like a, a ridiculous amount. Wow. And then there's one on Facebook that had 180 million. Jesus! Like this guy ripped it and just put it up. And I was always like, I was. They were, they were like, we need to get him taken down. I was like, the fuck we do? <laughs> we're selling tickets, bitches. Like I'm right. ready to fucking. I, I remember. Where saying, are you at with touring right now? With touring? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing for the next six months. Yeah, and I mean, I, me too. Yeah, me I'm, too. I'm not doing anything. Um, I got a couple projects I'm working and, on. Unless it's full capacity, fucking the king of tour buses. Yeah, full but effect. you're killing it on so many levels that, like, I always say, like, I always say the biggest blessing you can be given as a comedian is to be a fan, because if you're a fan of people, then you can always learn from people. I remember going into your house when you were doing your special, and you were like, you were like, "Hey, man, I just wanted to run this by you, run some ideas by you, see what you thought." And I remember going like. I remember sitting there going, I'm not calling anyone out. I love Tiffany Haddish, but a little of what Tiffany Haddish did in her special is what you were doing then. Is is in her the special that just won her a fucking Grammy was <clears throat> pulling up a video from and then referencing the it's like no one was doing it at the time. And you're so, you were such a guy that was like no boundaries, no boxes. I just want to do what I want to do. And you were editing your everything yourself. You had your whole fucking system. And then shortly thereafter, you start your podcast, start your YouTube channel, and, and your YouTube starts blowing up. I'm sitting with the dog that I'm about to watch the video on. And I'm like, God damn it, man. If you don't, if you can't respect the game, you can't play the game. And you got to fucking respect the game. And you are, your podcast is now one of the top 10 podcasts in the country in comedy. It's like oh, one of the it? best fucking... Your YouTube views are through the fucking roof. I did it like episode two. It was Tony Hawk, then me. And Dude, you were like... And, and now let me kiss your ass because you're the only podcast that I've put up that has passed a million views on YouTube. Are you serious? Yeah, you are the king of my podcast. Oh, I wouldn't mind doing a second episode, man. <laughs> I, dude, I love it. <laughs> I, I absolutely fucking love it. No, but, and, but you're, thank you, dude. You know what happened with that fucking conversation? Because I was, I, I felt I was just so, so onto something. I had like, 
It started with me getting the, the rocket engine fuel burned. I was like, oh, this would be great because it, well, actually, it started with me when I put together the hour. And I thought, you know what? As I'm putting together this hour, I'm realizing that the stories I'm telling, like, you know, one way or another, like, happened on camera. Like, where there's evidence of the stories. So, why my head exploded. I'm like, wow, what if I made the fucking special, like, I'm telling the stories on stage, I'm doing the stand-up, but interstitially cut into the stories is footage illustrating the stories. So you've got all the jokes, you've got all the fucking storytelling, and you've got the actual visual accompaniment of, like, proving that... Because most comedians, they're not telling true stories, you know? Like, and not only are my stories fucking true, but there's footage and it's cut in. I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. So then I started thinking, well, I don't want it to all be memory lane, you know, like, living in the past is depressing. So now I want to film new bits and... and and come to let an old bit inspire a new bit and then like keep it like really freshen it up and fucking make it explosive. And I'm going to, so I decided I'm going to blow up my living room. And, and then like, and I keep doing these, I keep doing these stunts with explosives in my Is living room. Is that the room. one I saw where there's fucking smoke pouring out of your yeah. house and your, your chick's like, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And, and, and so like, I keep doing these explosion stunts in the living room, but like, I'm, I'm getting away with it. I'm not even getting fucking hurt. And I'm like, all right, well, this, I, I see this as the the closer oh, for this. On fire right now. <laughs> I see this as the closer. Like I, something's got to happen. So I kept pushing the boundaries, pushing until now I'm fucking laying in a bed of rocket engine fuel on the ground, and my buddies light it with me laying in it, and I ended up having skin grafts on 15% of my body, and I'm like, wow, now that's a fucking closer. <laughs> that's a closer. So I had the closer, and and I'm like, dude, I'm onto something. I'm I'm getting jazzed. I'm like, fuck, I got the most epic closer that there's ever been for a fucking comedy special and like it's all exclusive it's under lock and key and so then i'm thinking okay where am i going to shoot the special because i've got an idea for the opening sequence you know like like a lot of times the opening sequence you see the comedian go to the theater i'm like dude i'm going to get the entire cast of jackass together for the first time that we've all been together since we lost ryan dunn and i'm going to and i'm going to have a fucking billboard truck like it goes through vegas and we're going to fucking duct tape there the, the whole cast of jackass will duct tape me to the billboard truck and then do awful things to me and then set me off and we're going to drive this fucking truck down the highway and your and your brain says i'm not going to cheat it start it in la and then just go meet it in vegas and do it you're like we went all the way to vegas I'm in the doing first day the whole fucking yeah. i remember when you showed that to me and i went you did the whole ride? I go, you didn't need to. And you go, yeah, I did. Well, yeah, I did. We went, we went all the way to Vegas in one day. And obviously, we were never going to make it through L.A. traffic without getting shut down. Yeah. So what we did was we, we built a fucking like kind of like a coffin-esque looking box and mounted it over me. So I was very much duct taped to the side of the truck, but there was just a box screwed to the thing. We'd go to Barstow and then take off the box and we'd fucking let it ride down the highway. Dude. But I taped the special in Denver. So like the next month we went to uh, <laughs> fucking flew to Colorado and picked up the back half. So yeah. we could be through the mountains with all the snow. And I'm like, oh my God. And it, the, 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 the symbolism, like the, it was so symbolic where like, I've I've really in earnest like fucking devoted myself to this craft of comedy and I'm doing it my own way. It's authentic. You know, I'm fucking doing the whole thing. And now I've got the jackass guys 
like symbolically taping me to the truck and sending me off into my like onto my I had goosebumps, dude. You know, like Knoxville's hitting baseballs at me. It's like they're signing off on it, you know, and they send me off down the highway. And I'm like, dude, I, what I've got is so amazing. I've got to make it as good as I can. So I did. I brought comedians over to the house, like, hey man, can I get notes on this? Can I? Yeah. And and your reaction was like, it was it meant the world to me. You were like, dude, this is fucking you're, you're like this is something special you, you, have a, you have a story in that special that you had video for that i think of once a month once a month I think <laughs> the international of. drug smuggling so i got arrested for international drug smuggling while i was out on bail facing eight years in prison <laughs> <laughs> and it was because you swallowed the marijuana and it got stuck it was too big yeah it was too big it got stuck in my throat dude it, 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 it's, I stand by that. I think that, and 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 by, it's, the, by the way, it is such a good. It's like a like like when I I mean I I, I love a good story, but that story has it's got it's uh, got it's, laughs, it's, but it's, it's got like is. it's got like you you like going it may it's one of those stories where you go where if I take vitamins and they go down the wrong way, I think of that story. <laughs> And I go, oh, remember the time Steve-O got a fucking ounce of weed stuck in his throat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 less than a quarter, but... but. <laughs> it was just one real big bud, but... Right, <laughs> I didn't even take the... I was so fucked up on coke and everything at the time I swallowed that that I didn't even break the fucking buds off the stems. <laughs> I fucking... Dude, I was out of my mind. How did that get out again? Don't I mean, don't ruin the story if you haven't put it out. Save it, save it, save yeah, it, yeah, save yeah. it. Because it's a good, like... That, that, that one I've, I've it's it's in the special that is the crown jewel of that special and and dude by the time I got I, I believed in this so much I was like I was like dude, I'm gonna fund shooting the special myself yeah you know and uh and and just that one night was like what like a fucking 175 grand or something like then I, and I put it I was like I'm all in I'm fucking with all, with all of the bits like flying in the jackass guys running the billboards the whole thing like all of the the you know the vignettes the, the for the new footage yeah. by the time i got done producing this thing i i had invested three hundred thousand dollars of my own money in it and i'm like okay dude fucking i've got it this is the most amazing thing it's the first multimedia comedy special ever it's the first jackass reunion ever it's like this is fucking and and, and so i take it out to uh to all the buyers and they all fuck. I mean, like any like uh, basic cable or like whatever. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot yeah, of yeah, there's a lot of places that's not gonna a lot, work. A lot of places, but any place that it would work, it was either too full of nudity and ex and criminal behavior and like explicit shit to to live. It, it was either too fucked up to live anywhere, but the places that it could live, like, weren't willing to get into the business of Steve O's stand up comedy. They were like, you know, we don't, we don't, we like, it's just something we want. We only want prestigious stand-up comedians, and and they just overlooked prestigious. <laughs> Have you seen our acts? <laughs> like, our what we do is fucking silly, right? And cra there's no prestigious. I mean, Understood. Dave Chappelle is doing. They didn't, they didn't want a crossover yeah. guy. They, they 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 viewed me as the jackass guy crossing over into stand-up. You're comedy. past crossing over. You're, well, you've, the, been, you've been you. doing stand-up for what? How, uh, how I've long? been touring my ass off for well over a decade now. Yeah. Uh, There's, I, I was talking to Jeremy Piven about this the other day. I was dude, like, he's respected, man. I yeah. introduced him the other night. I was doing uh, this outdoor show in Hollywood, and uh, I, I was like, "Yeah, I'm good to bring him up." And I was like, "You know, he didn't." I was, I was like, "Hey, this next guy 
when he started doing stand-up comedy, I was just really curious, and I looked it up, and like every review of his comedy came in favorably. Like yep. the guys earned respect as a stand-up, and fucking, I'm happy to introduce him, fucking Jeremy Piven. He's a he's he's a great guy. I mean, I I did a podcast with him the other like I don't know when I did it or when this is coming out versus if you haven't seen it, I don't know when it's coming out. But you like you can't. And it's a very natural instinct for comics to begrudge people getting into right. the industry. Same thing happens with chefs when you get, when all of a sudden cele- like celebrities become like they DJs. They, 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 they attack Christy Teigen. I mean, I'm, by the way, I'm Dude, not someone just told me it's Christy Teigen. How do you fucking pronounce it? Oh my! <laughs> I don't know. How do you fucking? Oh, and, and dude, I love her because she follows me on Twitter. We follow each other on Twitter. Uh, I think she just deleted her Twitter. FYI, giving you a heads up. What the fuck is sticking me with this thing? <laughs> how do I get this thing out? Fucking um, Christy, how do you get Chrissy I, I mean, Teigen? Chrissy Teigen. Okay, Teigen. Oh, it's Chrissy. It's Chrissy. She is. By the way, she is absolutely gorgeous and by, can i tell you i kind of slept on that like i did i just did like the first few times i was like yeah she's pretty whatever whatever and then i saw a picture of her with like i think she was with whitney cummings yeah whitney's i was, uh, like, I was with oh, whitney the other night i was like whitney's oh great God. man yeah whitney i mean whatever <laughs> take it or leave it but uh <laughs> right okay, I mean, if you're so, into female so, comedians <laughs> so dude i'm i'm uh i'm three hundred thousand dollars into this thing Fucking Netflix doesn't want it. Fucking HBO doesn't want it. Showtime doesn't want it. Well, I I would I would push pause on all your sales and wait till the new Jackass movie comes out. Well, no, but here's what I did. Here's what I did. I was like, I was heartbroken. Yeah. The very first move I made was to double down. And I and love your brain. <laughs> the very first move I made was to double down because I already knew what my follow-up to this was going to be, what my next tour was going to be. And I said, for my next tour, there will be no memory lane. It will be all new material, and it will be all structured around completely brand new stunts, which are so fucked up that they can never even be a part of Jackass to begin with. Yeah. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, and I'm not gonna edit it in after the fact. I'm gonna bring the footage on tour with me. So my new, it's my bucket list tour, and. And the bucket list is just the bottom of the barrel stunts that were never supposed to happen for a lot of really good fucking reasons, but, you know, because they shouldn't have fucking happened. But I went ahead and did them anyway. And then I made the the I took off eight months of touring after I taped that that first special, the, the multimedia special. Yeah. And I just shot the new bits and I built the stand up around it. So now the the new act is I tell the bit of the the most absurd stunts you've ever fucking heard of in your life. People, you've, then, you've done things I didn't know were possible. Yeah. And then after each bit. Then I screened them. So now you just heard this hilarious stand-up story, and then now I'm going to present. What oh, you that's just... super fun. And I bring that's it on the tour with me. And I and I was like, you know what? They don't want the fucking. Then I'm fucking. I'm already shooting the next one. And I just, and and I and then it was during the pandemic that I figured it out. I said I'm going to put this out on my own website. You know, like it's just too, yeah. you know, like and and that was when I got duct taped to the billboard in Hollywood. I, I, I remember that. I remember that was like trending, and they're like. Steve-O, and I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. I was fucking, and, and dude, I couldn't believe I didn't get arrested for that. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Where, yeah. Where, where, what billboard were you on? Dude, I chose the one with the, you can see the Hollywood sign right behind can it. Can you pull it up? Can you pull it up? Yeah, and uh, but dude, like, I, I fucking got my money back. I fucking did actually really well with that. Really? With my my own fucking straight to, straight to fucking. You've always been able to do well with direct that, Direct to though. consumer, dude. And You're honestly, like the MC Hammer of, of fucking. Oh, is that? 
Steve-O gnarly. Oh, that's fucking Yeah, dude. Great. And, and dude, everybody listening to this, please go to steveo.com. You have to click to confirm that you're 18 years or older to even watch the trailer because it's so fucked up. And, <laughs> and, and dude, just check out the trailer. Fucking think about, think about if you want to watch this or not. I guarantee you, you will not be fucking disappointed. Oh, I guarantee it. I can guarantee go, it. Yeah, because you yeah, have I've to seen see it. it. I've seen it. Yeah, I guarantee you it. You go to steveo.com and you fucking watch my gnarly comedy special because fuck everybody who fucking missed the boat on that. And now you know what's going to happen because I doubled down when I have my bucket list comedy special, which Ooh. I will do the same exact fucking thing with. Now I think I will have proven my fucking point and i will actually have proven what this fucking bu- bucket list special is worth yeah and then, so and now like and, and and if, if i wanted to i could put it out when jackass comes out but dude the the bucket list tour has so much legs left that it would be like it, it would be a disservice to myself to, to shoot that special before i properly fucking tour tour the world with it when's the jackass movie come out do you know scheduled for september this september this september wait when did you finish um, I don't know if I should say this, but, uh, then don't, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way my brain's been working. Right, lately. I go, yeah. I have an idea. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. You know what I did? I did. I did. I took Twitter off. My I, know, phone. I, I know I'm going to promote it. I'll what? tell you this. I know how, when they, when they, because the elephant in the room is our age, you know, the guys are, we're fucking like, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like one of the few who hasn't turned 50 yet. <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah, well, right. no, yeah. I don't know. Knoxville just turned 50. He's a Dave young. England turned 50 a while ago. Preston Lacey turned 50. Like, Holes Pontius. Same age as me by okay. month. Okay. And, and, oh, really? and we're both 46. God. I'm June. He's July. And we're the same age. Okay. So, so the elephant in the room is you guys are either pushing 50 or over 50. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And what's it like filming a jackass movie when you're this old? Yeah. And I, I figured out the answer. It's it's just about exactly the same as it ever was. All the chemistry is there, except our bones break a lot easier. And I, I don't just I don't stop. And <laughs> and oh, Steve, please don't do this. And it takes way less to knock us completely unconscious. Plus, it takes a lot longer for us to wake up. <laughs> So this movie fucking kicks ass. (laughs) You know, and I got the scars to prove it, dude. All kinds of new hardware in my collarbone. What the fuck? Yeah. Did you break your collarbone? Oh, dude. Not for the first time, but uh, but boy, did I break it this time. (laughs) Yeah, and so I got this bitchin' fucking hardware in there. I love my hardware, dude. So after a year, you get it out and you get it mounted in the same exact fucking position on like a replica model of the bones. I'm working on a fucking whole skeleton, dude. <laughs> you are so... <laughs> we are so different. Yeah. Oh, man. There's... It's... It's... It's, it's really... It's... I I just really stand by what, what we did, man. It's fucking... It, did you guys incredible. see... Did you guys see Tom's dunk video? Uh, with the short hoop? No, no, where he blew out his knee and broke his arm. Oh, shit. Yeah, he could have been a great member of I saw all kinds of shit on Instagram about that. Yeah, he was... uh, What was up with with, with, uh, Christina and all the tattoos and shit? Yeah, right. When she upgraded herself. That was uh, they did a live show. They did a, they we we we've done a couple two bears and your mom's house does live shows, and she went into a to a makeup artist who went and did all the shit to her and gave her tits and 
lips and tats and personality. <laughs> I so. Dude, and by the way, can you put? I, 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 this is so crazy. The biggest transformation I've seen. Can you pull up your uh, YMH? Uh, do, do the YMH um, Instagram. It's your, unbelievable. Your own Instagram. Go to your own Instagram. And then look at Tom in this picture. He looks absolutely dapper. Scroll down. Look at no. Where's the picture of Tom and Christina? Yeah, I, I think I, I saw this. Tom and Christina together, where he's in the suit. It was on your mom's house. <clears throat> it's on YMH Studios. No, it's not. I don't think it's on Tom's. I swear to God, I think it's on YMH. Oh yeah, no, it's. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm wrong. Look at him in this fucking picture. Yeah. I mean, if this isn't a a bloated Jason Statham. <laughs> I mean, the two of them together, he looks so good. And that's his good hand he's flicking off. This motherfucker is such a liar. I go, he goes, he texts me and he's like, he pulls me a video. He goes, I want to show you something. And he's playing the piano. And I go, oh my God, you're playing the piano? He's like, yeah, I thought I'd learn. And I was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. So I'm, I, I, for what, when did he break his body? In uh, November? December. December. It's been, what, almost five months now? I realized today the doctor made him take piano lessons so he could learn how to use his fingers again. Oh, wow. He didn't want to learn how to play the piano like some highfalutin fucking did he, European. Did he learn? Like, I thought you were going to tell me like he became like proficient and impressive. No, he's just learning how to go dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> Cause he's got a he's got like his baby hand the one I reset for him. Dude, I'm so jealous of the fucking uh, the viewership on YouTube that this two bears in one cave gets. I mean, you guys are clocking like a fucking million views like in 24 hours. Yeah, but it's all white men. No one wants them these days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, when 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 I, when I when I saw the email, and I wish I would have kissed your ass sooner in this, in this podcast. <laughs> Steve, by the way, come back and co-host when Tom's here. I'm gonna dude, be gone. <laughs> Dude, I, I love it. I yeah. Love it. When I when I got it, when I saw the request to co-host Two Bears One Cave, I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like this because I've seen the numbers that this podcast does. Uh, this one's gonna go through the fucking roof. We're showing dicks with a pretty please up front within the first seven minutes. We have re we have you know we've solved Me Too culture by with by saying all guys need to do is go kind. Would you like to see my dick? She goes, yeah, I need you to say please. Can I please see your dick? And then you go, your honor. She said she please wanted to see my dick. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's like the vampire. You have to, they have to be invited. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like consent to the next level. I consent to consenting. Right. Um, this so one's going to be through the fucking roof. Dude, I, I was, I was so, I mean, I don't want to say like jealous, or, but yeah, I'm just fucking impressed by like, dude, you know, I, especially look. if you put two bears, one cave next to fucking Burkcast. Like oh. it's, it's, it, I mean, it's crazy. You know, like the, the sum of the parts is, is, uh, Burkcast isn't as good as two bears, one cave. I'll tell you that. I, but, dude, but I've, you been, I've been on a lot of Burkcasts. Dude, you guys, you guys don't even need guests. Can you imagine? You don't even need guests. Like it, all that, of that, like the, all of the anxiety, the stress of having to book that fucking epic guest. Is, like you don't even have to deal with it. It's tough. And you know that by your podcast is you get, and you've gotten great guests. Dude, can, like, I, can I brag about who we just did? Please. Mark Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> First question I asked him: How the fuck did we get you? What are you doing? How did you get him? Like, he said, he what said he was pictures a fan. do you have? He, just, of- no. <laughs> he said he said he's a huge fan. 
I'm like, for fuck, real? dude. Yeah, dude. It was. You know, the, I actually. I've never, I've never prepared more for a podcast than Mark Cuban, really? and 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 like, because my dad was so impressed that we got him, and I knew uh, my dad. I was like, this is like. That, that what you were talking about. I want to. Yeah. I want to impress my father. I want to like. I was performing for an audience of one. You're like my, my dad will watch dad. this and go. My son's legit. Right, but like that's the he's thing, with- Dave. And then, and I couldn't wait. Like they, like I couldn't wait. So before the podcast went up, yeah, and it's still not up. So, it, it, but now it will be. But I couldn't wait. So so we fucking. Put it together. We uploaded the fucking thing. No ads, no nothing. And yeah. to dad, I couldn't wait. You have to see this. You know, I've been. Oh, and, 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 and then the whole time Mark Human's like, Steve, that one time that you put a funnel in your asshole, like, hey, can we not talk about that? <laughs> Our viewers don't like listening to that shit. Can you talk about my business acumen? <laughs> I mean, I invested 300000 I cleared $1.3 Can we talk about those numbers, Mark? <laughs> it was, I wasn't even tripping, dude. I wasn't, but, but yeah, then my dad saw it. I talked, he called me up and he was like, he's like, yeah, and... and he acknowledged that it was fucking awesome. It was <laughs> fucking, fucking amazing. It was fucking Mark awesome. Cuban? But, he, but he also had like all this great feedback and notes and, and like he just can't even it's my my dad. He 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 can't even like stop to I don't like, know what I'd ask Mark Cuban. My first uh, question would go, Are you actually Cuban? Not <laughs> <laughs> like uh because if, if I'm getting a no here, then I'm going to have to call you on some social justice shit. <laughs> that's called cultural appropriation. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that. I, I'm, was... a bad, I'm a bad interviewer. And like I, can, I like this. Yeah. But like also, I think it's better when I know someone. And that's why I've only kind of done comics. I, I know you, and I'm a fan of yours. I have a million things I could talk to you about. I don't need to prepare anything. We have a bunch of stuff up there from the last podcast that I did nothing prepared for this going, oh, I know exactly what I want to talk to Steve-O about. I don't need to prepare right. it at all right i mean for the most part i don't and uh and, and it works great your but, podcast uh, is awesome man well thank your you your podcast is legit awesome the one you did with pontius and, and i keep going back to chris pontius because i really do think that guy he's a genius he man. just is a he is a, he's an absolute genius and, and i'm going to tell him as soon as we fucking finish this that he has been dubbed the rosa parks of homophobia facetime him i doubt he has an iphone for something about me goes Chris Pontius still has a flip phone, or nah, he's he does. or he just talks on uh, on uh, on OnStar. Like there's like something interesting <laughs> about that guy. Do you think? Here's the question I always wonder: Do we could do a podcast every week? You and I think I, this has been effortless at an hour twenty one. My normal co-host is a fucking bore. I have to interrupt him. Yeah, <laughs> did in your cell phone when you put in famous people, are you like scared to put their real name? Well, that's so interesting. Uh, I put in regular people as famous people. So when my phone rings and it's my buddy Bill, <laughs> it comes up Tom Cruise. No, nice. People are like, Tom Cruise is calling you right now. And I'm like, what do you put, Mr. I put Mr. P? Mr. <laughs> Mr. P is. I, I, by the way, never expected him to pick this up. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he seems I... like a guy. Can I tell you what I think Chris Pontius is doing? He is. Loading his surfboard into the back of a truck, trying not to hit his guitar, and there's a <laughs> fucking dime in a bikini who just lit a joint. It's like, Chris, we should get fish tacos. And he's like, sure thing. <laughs> like I have I have ideas of like what guys' lives are like. Like yeah. Knoxville is uh Knoxville is an interesting guy. Like I, I and I and I, I say this to the people that don't know, but have you, have you had Knoxville on? No. And your old buddies. No, I wouldn't say buddies, but I, I I met Johnny I met Johnny Knoxville um in 1997 at Florida State. He and another guy. I'd love to know 
who the other guy he was with was. Can you call Johnny Knoxville? You think he'd answer? More, more likely. More likely. He's probably, I, what if he's in a suit and a tie? He's like, oh, I gotta, I'm not brand friendly. Hold on. And he messes his do hair wanna, up. Do we want to try FaceTime? It's always FaceTime. Yeah, okay. Only FaceTime people. <laughs> <clears throat> I would. Can I brag about how we were? Oh, I shouldn't. Dude, how much editing goes into your podcast? Like, like this like, podcast like, zero. Oh. My podcast zero. <laughs> like, if you ever want to take something out, we can always take something out. No, no, no I'm not trying. Part, but yeah. I'm just wondering, like, like just little nips and tucks. Like, no, no. I think I think people will start to get endeared to that. Yeah, I, I got, I got, I, I struck out with the <laughs> Knoxville too. <laughs> you have him as piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, we should probably wrap up. I got to take a shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm this has like been an a, amazing podcast. Dude, we, we, we could do it every week. We could hey, do it every if week. I was I, here, I'd fucking do it. I, I would love to have. And dude, how about you? Were, you were my second podcast right after Tony Hawk. You were in the van before the fucking coronavirus thing. Oh, it was before even, coronavirus. It was, even, it? it was before it even popped off. Like, I was hungover and I was sweating. And I you was had just fat. come from the airplane. Oh, I was drunk. I wasn't hungover. It, I was drunk. It was it was it was like and people are like, dude, this is my, my favorite one. Like it, oh. it was, it's just so conversational. It's just so like. So well, we're keeping fun. a trend going because this is going to be a lot of people's favorite one when Tom isn't here. Like this is going to be probably their favorite co-host they've had because this is, I mean, what we, we broke barriers. We broke barriers. We solved a lot of problems. Hey, congrats on everything. Congrats on Thank the movie. You, man. Congrats on the podcast. Dude, can I, can I, I will brag about this. Shoot. Um. You've done hot ones. Oh yeah. Is that like the most viewed interview of you? Like I think so. Yeah. More than Letterman. More than right. like yeah, yeah. I think mine I think mine has passed like thirty million views. Oh yours like, yours and like there were there were some that were epic that uh but mine was like early hot ones when like when like right. it was just okay. hip hop guys. I'm just throwing this out there. Tomorrow I'm Filming my second hot ones. Are you really? I fucking swear they, they, they want me on again. Shut the. I don't fuck know. Up. If I, like I, I have to know if anybody's done it twice. I, I think. Uh, I think some people. See if anyone's done hot wings twice. Yeah, has anyone? No, I, I don't think anyone's I ever mean, done dude, hot wings if, twice. If I have that, dude, I'm. I was killing myself, fucking kicking myself. How, how I fucking did hot ones before I had my own brand of hot sauce. And oh, now that's right. I have you done your hot sauce. Oh, dude, I remember you were like fucking. Uh, is any what's the worst? Don't go. Is that any what's the worst? Type in has. Uh, I can just call. <laughs> I can just call Sean Evans. <laughs> See if he'll pick up. By the way, aggressive FaceTime. Always. <laughs> Sean Evans has a new number, apparently. Oh, shit, dude. Either that or we're about to FaceTime someone who's not the Sean Evans I think it is. <laughs> Bert, I think you and Tom both did it twice. I did it twice? No <laughs> way. God, I'm about to find out that so. I'm not that I only big did of a deal. <laughs> I only did it once. Yeah, that's me. You want to know what the worst well, part? Wow, we're really drawing fucking blanks on Facetimes these days. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, Sean Evans. Hey, dude, what's up? Hey, I'm on a podcast. Two bears, one cave. I got Steve-O here. <laughs> Yo. Hey. Yeah. We're asking: Has anyone has anyone ever done hot ones twice? 
Um, well, during this quarantine, Tom did it twice. You did it twice. Oh, I did. What? I did, you asshole! I did do it twice. No! I forgot. I forgot. No! You're right. I mean, no, I forgot. I thought you were talking about the TV show. I did the TV show also. I did the TV show. You're right. I, I did do it on Zoom. I fucking forgot about that. I was thinking about the TV show. I, when you said twice, I went... I can't. Think of the I just show. went from the coolest yeah. dude to fucking not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. And Bert Kreischer's stock just went through yeah, the roof. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, nah, dude, I love it, man. All right, brother. Everyone, check out Hot, Hot Ones. Sean Evans, you're a god. Dude. I love you, brother. Dad, fucking epic. Too, All right, peace. Yeah. See, uh, oh yes, I have done it twice. Oh my I, when, god, when that's what dear. Okay, when you so said, now, when you now, said, we, now we need to talk about how on fire you really are. No, no, when when he said I'd done it twice, I knew that I did the TV show. I did. They, they have a TV show on True TV and I or on uh, something like that, and I did that. And I thought when you said Bert, you did it twice. I was like, no, no, no. And then I forgot. I, I did mean, dude, how do you forget that you sat down and ate hot ones? Because ultimately, I've done it four times. Because so oh we did. God. So we did. I'm mortified. Tom and I did. One with him. You know, so, like, you, I get you, confused. Do, do you know how much of my the fiber of my being is crying out to say, edit out this part? <laughs> but I can't do that. No, I Tom and I did no. one with I him gotta together, Truth a- or Dab, right? And then we did, and then I did Hot Ones, and then I did uh, Hot Ones <laughs> for the TV show, and then I did, I did do a, a fucking. I, I'm just going to take this on the chin, dude. Leave it in. Because that's the kind of guy I am, dude. Leave it in. Leave it in, dude. Yeah. Oh my God! In all okay. fairness, in all fairness, and Sean Evans will tell you this. I was like the first person way back in the day to get in on Hot Ones and start retweeting it very early when he was just doing athletes and hip hop stars. Like I was, I was like, this shit's awesome. This shit's awesome. He will say, he will say this. I'm the first. I wasn't even a celebrity then. I'm not one now, but the celebrity to, to like start co-signing on the show. And I started hitting him up like, when are you gonna have comics on? When are you gonna have comics on? And then he t- texted me one day and he's like, dude, they're letting us have comics on. I gotta get you on. I was like, done. And by the way, I didn't deserve to be on the show at that time. I really didn't. And the first person I said was, you got to get Tom Segura on. I said, you got to get Joey Diaz on. You got to get Bill Burr on. I went through the list of all the guys. I was like, you got to get these comics on. And they started murdering it. The and caliber. I was like, the caliber of guests on that show is oh, well, it's. I mean, I, with comics, I, I definitely was like leaning towards Sean. Like, there are certain guys that like Joey Diaz, Bill Burr. I think, has Bill Burr done it? I think he has. Yes. Yeah, I think he has. And so, so... uh uh, I, I, I remember kept going like, "Do you got to get Rogan on?" And then he, um, yeah, yep. Bird did it. And so, but then all of a sudden, like by the time he started having these guys, it was like when you did it was like next because you're I next. I think level. I was season two. When let's see, see, go to Hot Ones page. Uh, I'm curious. Shot ones. I would. By the way, why hasn't that been done? <laughs> <laughs> That's drunk history. <laughs> Shot ones is look who the fuck he's got on now. He had President Trump on. <laughs> Paris Hilton. Oh, these are all Kevin James, Dustin Poirier. Oh my god! I mean, this is insane. This show's so much bigger than. It's crazy, dude. It's so big. It's it is fucking crazy. Tacos con todos. Tacos con todos. And that. dude, the the king of hot ones was Gordon Ramsay. Oh, I I still make uh, scrambled eggs that way. He at the end of the bit, he said, "I want I would love you to show me how to make." Uh, is this do, yeah, do go Bob, do this go that? Oh my god, eighty four million. Go buy views on this one. Who's the highest? Look at this. 
84 million, 42 million, 28 million, 28 million, 28 million. Keep going. Hit that little arrow. 28 million. Fucking 24 million. Fuck, man. TM Peel, 23 million. Where's Bird at? About to be like fucking what? At least six million? Doesn't look like you're in this section. I'm not even in this section. I don't know. Hall of Fame. Oh, that breaks my heart. Kevin Hart. Not even remotely Hall of Famer. By the way, I don't deserve to be, in all honesty. I'm not as good as these guys. Yeah, but dude, fucking, let's talk about the cabin, dude. Cabin was pretty legit. How did that fucking change the landscape of your life and your career? Uh, it, it did. It changed it a lot. I think a lot of people that uh, watched it were people in different jobs in the business who were like, hey, man, would you like to try this? And I was like, a bunch of shit I got that I've always wanted I mean, to try showed like, up. It's, it, it was just like, prime real estate in the media landscape and it framed you as the ringleader of the biggest comics well i got i got really lucky in that all my friends said yes and so i got all these great great comics to do it i mean there's some that there's some that like fell out at like day of two days of which i would love to have had yeah on, I, I was but... I, I was a little bit hurt that I, well, I, I, anyway, <laughs> I submitted a list you should have seen the list you want to you know what we did we did can I? I'm gonna send this to you. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna send this to you. We shot this thing because I had a huge list of who I wanted on, and then Netflix obviously whittled it down to who. Like it was certain people that Netflix wanted to have on, where you were like, "Yeah, I love that person, of course." And they're like, "Oh, they got a project or whatever." So I had a big list of who I wanted, and they're like, "You're not gonna get any of these people." I said, "Can you just give me a shot?" And they're like, "And by the way, you can play this on the show. Throw your headsets on." So they go. They said, um, I said, there was a big list of people I wanted to get on, get on. I obviously, I, I actually, I'm not even joking. I did say I wanted to get all the jackass guys on and they were like, yeah, great. A lot of people's agents just turned it down immediately. Cause they were like, I don't know who bird is. I don't know what this show is. This show has no script. It has no parameters. It, it seems like super dangerous. And so they said, we're not going to get any of these people. I said, can you just give me an opportunity? <laughs> you could just and, hit me up direct. I, well, text. I'm not, I can't do that. I wasn't allowed to do that to wow. anyone. I had to send a video to agents, managers, everyone attached. And so I made this video. I made them specifically for my friends or people I wanted. So go ahead and play this one and then play the next one. No, I absolutely love it, guys. I think it's a brilliant idea. Now all we need is an A-lister. <laughs> hey, my name's Bert Kreischer. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I have a new series on Netflix called The Cabin. And you're getting this message because, quite honestly... I am a huge fan of yours. Donnie and or Mark Wahlberg. Now, I know you already want to pass. I understand that. I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't pass. A, it shoots in Malibu. Really easy, right? B, we only need you for half a day. So you're in and out of there. C, it's super light lifting. Now, if you're still on the fence, let me tell you a little bit about me. Well, please welcome uh, Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. Athlete. Okay. Resting heart rate of 40. So we we did... Uh, we did 150 of those, and we put every celebrity's names in in voice drops. So play the next one. The next one's identical, except it says. So wait, you, you shot it 150 times. I shot it once, and All then right. and, and then we just airdropped everyone's name in. So do it again. So this no, is. I absolutely love it, guys. I think it's a brilliant <laughs> idea. Now all we need is an A-lister. <laughs> hey, my name's Bert Kreischer. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I have a new series on Netflix called The Cabin. And you're getting this message. Because quite honestly, 
I am a huge fan of yours. Snoop Doggy Dog. Now, I know you already want to pass. I understand that. Cut it out. Cut it out. So we we put like 150 celebrities. You're not allowed to call him Snoop Doggy Dog. It's got to be Snoop Dog because there was uh, ownership of that name tied up with Shook Knight. Oh, for real? Yep. Um, I just call him my friend. So so we sent out a ton of those. And what is really hilarious is... Obviously, it's meant to be a joke. We'd hope that someone would get it and be like, all right, this guy's got a sense of humor. Let, what, let's see. And then my reel plays after that or like a version of my reel pl- played after that to let them know who I was. And then, but people that called back were like, like Dustin Hoffman, like kids, a guy, legit fan of mine, you know, let me, I'll hear him out. And we're like, no, that's not what we're looking for. Actually, Dustin Hoffman is not the real person I'm using. Like only I'm doing that to save the person that, but like there were a couple of people that were like, you guys sent me a personalized video. I mean, I <laughs> and we were like, uh, I don't think you're right for the show. <laughs> yeah. But I would have loved, I, I literally said, I want the whole crew of jackass. And I was like, bring them up. We'll do, I, I go, you know how crazy it would be? And I'm certain they reached out and agents just passed. Agents passed a lot because they were like, I, it, I, it, dude, was, it had no, we had no frame of reference for what the show was. I guarantee, well, I don't even have an agent like, except yeah. for my touring guy. Um, I guarantee you, like, every fucking offer, no matter how shitty it is, I get yeah. an email that says, is it okay to pass on this? Oh, I don't. And I get a kick out of it because, like, uh, sometimes, like, I'll be like, yeah, yeah I'll just be, it's such a pass. I'll be like, wow, that's yeah. such a pass. Thank you. That really, like, breaks Oh, I, I've gotten projects. The people come up to me. And I, why, like, hey. why do I say why do I say that now? Like uh, <laughs> that's like oh, me no, confirming no. that I that I fucking. Dude, there's a lot of things that come your way that you go. It's just not right for me. I'm right, sorry. That's true. And, and I I don't get a lot of the projects come my way because I I not I don't mean this disrespectfully, but like unless I know the dude, like unless I know the dude, where I'm like like Greg Garcia, if he wanted to do a project with me, I drop everything. There's uh there are do you have any two tattoos? Megan's and a Glenn I would work with in a heartbeat. There's like do you have tattoos? No, I'm none. Wow, it's epic. Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? But like, there's there's a lot of people that I'd want to work with, and I think everyone in my team knows who I'm really excited about. And and I really just want to do my stuff. I want to do my stuff. I want to write it, produce it, uh, have someone direct it or whatever. But like, I just want to do me. Because and the cabin's a perfect example of that. And I think a lot of people in our business are doing that right now. They're like, I just want to do my shit, and I don't want to do other people's shit. And the cabin was a like I, we were saying people would respond. I just want to do my shit and have everybody else do my shit I don't want to do anybody else's shit I don't want to do, I don't want to play what people <laughs> think Bert is like I want to play Bert I want to be the bandwagon <laughs> yeah. I want to ride my own coattails I just want to ride Tommy's coattails for as long as I fucking can fucking yeah. well listen we should probably wrap this up I'm supposed to yeah, take my should. daughter's camping cool man and I'm gonna get fucking do you, do, lit tonight do you have an RV no, no, no. We got a campsite up in, uh, I guess I can say this, we'll already be done with it. Or we'll have been murdered up there in Oxnard. We're going up to Oxnard and uh, going camping for the weekend. Dude, I and love then... my RV, dude. Oh, yeah. I, you got that's why fucking... I asked. Yeah, the RV that we did you the podcast. You got the great in. one. Yeah. Wild ride. It is my podcast studio, my tattoo parlor, which is why I asked if you have tattoos. Oh, no. I'm giving epic tattoos now. And, You're uh, giving them? Yeah, it's uh, I, I, it's my fucking movie trailer. It's my surfing fucking adventure mobile. I'm gonna start surfing. Dude, not only am I giving tattoos, like it is fucking shocking, uh, how how well I'm doing. I, I gave all of these with the reference of holy shit. Yeah. Who'd you give that to? My buddy Tommy gave that to 
the skateboard legend Andy Roy. I love Andy Roy. Yeah, that's Push Malone. For real? Yeah. Oh, maybe you should show these to the camera. Sorry. Ah, uh, I gotta show. I'll, I'll pick it up from here. Not I'm showing you. Yeah. Fucking. You gave that to Takashi Six Nine. In the midst of his snitching trial, I gave a portrait of Takashi Six Nine to a fucking kid from Bam's rehab. <laughs> wow, that kid makes a lot of regrettable decisions. <laughs> that's what I'm being. Like, dude, now we're getting to the cream of the crop, dude. The best, the best. Look at the, look at the fucking detail on Jesus riding a dinosaur. That's <laughs> you're actually not that bad. Yeah, look at this. Oh yeah, I gave that to my homie Scott. And then now did the crown jewel. Look at that. Just show that one to the camera. That's a legit one I'm right there. Oh, whoops. Can I tell you, I would really, I could really get into tattoo removal. That looks so methodically hypnotizing. Like just that. Like you're mowing the grass, but from God. Like if God was mowing lawns, that's what it would look like. Well, I can't wait for the new Jackass movie. Thank you for doing this. You are an epic, epic co-host. I'm talking, you know what we should do? Hall of Fame of co-hosts. Hall of Fame of co-hosts. Put it down, guys. We want your top five, and I know what your number one is. It's going to be based on views, right? Isn't that what the Hall of Fame is? Yeah, I just hope that you beat Leanne. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't, Leanne, I don't like that Leanne's got more views on her co-hosting than I do. Like on the majority of mine don't hold a candle to the fucking Leanne's. One time she comes in and razzle dazzles with her hair, her snake oil, redneck medicine. Wow. I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. Well, I love you, dude. Thank I you. I love brother. you too, brother. Thank you. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur photology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call 